ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for What Do You Call It Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It? podcast i'm your host gb and today's guest is a canadian professional wrestler and a battle arts academy alumni today's guest is amy crimson how you doing today you all right what's up crimson squad i'm doing awesome today so i'm glad that you guys have me on awesome i'm glad to have you on uh, i know we had this arranged a while ago but i know we've both had sort of schedules and busy and all that so We've got here in the end, we're going to have a proper laugh. I like to think we will. At the, if it is a, a shit episode, then I do apologise. Um, that would be mostly my fault. <laughs> no, please. I'm not picky at all. So. Nah, that's, that's so good. Awesome, awesome. Before I kickstart the episode by talking about your career, what got you into wrestling, and basically taking it back to the beginning, I want to talk about my first exposure to you. Um, it was your appearance on the Vince, on Vince Russo show, where oh. you had 15 minutes to get yourself over. And he seemed really impressed with you. Uh, you, you, won, you won him over. You charmed him. So I want to ask, after the, you did the appearance, have you kept in touch with him? And how did you think you did personally? Um, actually, I did. So um, he actually gave me his email, his personal email. And he told me that if I have any questions for wrestling or if I have anything, like I can always message him and ask him for advice. And he kept his word. And like he's been helping me with like promos and stuff, which is cool. And it was actually pretty cool. Like, I think, like, I was more nervous going into it because, like, I grew up watching WWE and, like, I'm, like, 23. But, like, mm -hmm. I seen some of his work because, like, I guess he did all of, like, the 90s. Like, basically the Attitude Era. So, like, going in there, I was, like, nervous because, like, what if I didn't get over it? And, like, he said I was, like, a terrible person. So I was, like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, over it. But then after he ended up liking me, and I was, like, okay, this is awesome. And then it actually gave me a little bit more exposure, which I feel that was the reason why he put me in a podcast. But other than that, it was, like, a great experience. Like, he was nice, and he gave me so much great advice, even on camera and off camera. So it was a cool experience. I like to hear that. I mean, I think he gets a bit of a bad rep, to be honest. I mean, he's. I mean, yeah, he does sort of have a, a different style and a different booking mentality to other people. But at the end of the day, like he is one of the reasons why we had we had sorry, past tense the attitude era. You know, mm -hmm. biggest periods of wrestling, the boom period. You know, it was amazing, mm -hmm. and he was literally in the center of it. Well, behind the scenes, but and I think when I hear him in interviews, I love listening to him. Just waft like he can just. I mean, he says bro, like, all the time. But I find him very interesting and fascinating. Um, and I just think he's a good guy. So to hear your ask, experience... I gotta ask you something. Yeah? You said I had an accent. Do I have an accent? Not really. I, 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 I wouldn't say, no. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's, you know... I, I think I've got an accent, but I am in England right now, so... <laughs> I, I, maybe I have a Canadian accent, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say a strong one, but I, I kind of assume, like, the Canadian accent to be, like... Like, like Bret Hart, like, get out, get out, you know, proper, like. <laughs> well, I have a deep voice. I, I have a very, like, girly voice, so I don't <laughs> I don't think I could ever be that deep, but. <laughs> do, you, do you say A a lot? Like, it's a boot A. It's a bit. No, um, the thing is, is that we mostly talk in, like, 
Toronto slang. So like I know in England you guys have slang, yeah, but in yeah, Toronto yeah. we have slang. So like we say bless us and like fam and dog and stuff like that. But I know you guys have a different type of slang. Yeah, we've got of- like mate, blood. I think they say fam in certain parts of England. I mean, I try to not say that, but I say mate all the time. And I've said yeah. it to like American guests, like, sorry, oh, sorry, my sir. <laughs> so it gets a bit lost in translation sometimes. Yeah. Um, but no, that's cool. Like it's, it's kind of similar than Toronto slang. Some of my favorite wrestlers did actually speak from Toronto. So I think you are like the second or third Canadian guest I've had in the show, I believe. Uh, I think it was Lawless Ava I've had in the show before. <laughs> Um, so she's not coming wrestler as well. She's a pretty good guest. So mm-hmm. Canadians are more than welcome to come to my show, which you have. So let's kickstart the show. As I said, we would after talking about Vince Russo. Well, boy, uh, I want to basically take it back. Simple. What got you into wrestling in the first place? Dang, I have to go back. Like, that's way, way back. Um, <laughs> so I started watching wrestling when I was eight. And I actually started watching it with my younger brother, who's two years younger than me. And my dad and my uncle actually got me into wrestling. So, like, my family was always into WWE, and they were always into wrestling. Like, they are always wrestling fans. Um, but I'm the only girl in my family that actually loves wrestling. So my dad actually introduced me to, like, I think it was, like, an ECW. It had to be, like, I'm trying to remember. It was so long ago. It was, like, 2007, I think. It was MVP versus CM Punk. Just a basic ECW match. Yeah. And I don't know why, but it just, something just made me hook to it. And then I think the following Friday was like Friday Night Smackdown and I saw The Undertaker. I was like, this is cool. I was scared shitless of The Undertaker, by the way. But I was like, this is cool. And I want to do this. So as an eight-year-old, I was like, I want to do this. And then people were like, you're eight years old. What do you mean you want to do this? And then like, because the women weren't established as wrestlers they were like sexualized so a lot Brian of people panties like, and mud matches yeah, yeah like sort of the caveman days when you look back and think about it even like when i started watching in 2007 2008 it was still sexualized they weren't mm. editors they were women and they were sexualized so when i told my family and i told everyone that i wanted to be a wrestler they would just laugh at me and then they were like yeah you're not gonna do it yeah you're not gonna do it and then i turned 19 and i graduated and i decided not to go to college and i was like this is what i'm gonna do and i just i saved up and i went to santino morella's school in mississauga and i've been doing this ever since but since the pandemic i went to school so what was their reaction when you didn't want to go to college and want to become a wrestler instead you want the honest truth or you want you want to lie? Go for it. I want, I want to hear now. Oh, hold on, let me grab my popcorn quickly. <laughs> Honestly, what happened was is that they were supportive because they knew because I already told them that I wanted mm-hmm. to be a wrestler. They just didn't think I was gonna actually do it. So I literally saved up for a year. I graduated, I turned 19, and I was like, you know what? Screw this, I'm going to wrestling. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> Mind you, I didn't know how to do a cartwheel, I didn't know how to do anything athletic to save my life. And Toy, the guy that I, the trainer that actually trained Asuka, he was mm-hmm. at Battle at the time before he went back to Japan. And for some weird reason, I went to the, like, a wrestling tryout. I ate a lot of food before, and I was basically nauseous, and I still wanted to do it. And he asked me, he's like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, we could do it another day. I'm like, no, I traveled all the way over here. I'm going to do this. And I ended up dying through the whole trial. But then he saw something in me, and he's like, okay. 
you gotta promise me this. If you basically take this serious, I'll let you in the program. And I was like, okay. And that was four years ago. And now I'm where I am now. But that just that's just a funny story that I like to say. I like, love it. <laughs> Commitment. I wouldn't even ask to die if I'll be honest. There's a reason why I sit here and I talk to the wrestlers <laughs> as opposed to actually do it. But I've always got yeah. respect, you know, if anyone that even wants to get into it and train and doesn't exactly basically understand it's not for them. But the fact that he's been doing it for four years now um it's just it's mental as well like the, the person that runs it former wwf sorry wwe superstar santina morella who is actually people may not know is actually a badass like could actually fuck you up <laughs> yeah. i think it's a black belt isn't he in uh, judo. Just judo he's actually my sensei in judo <laughs> yeah. um is he really funny like i know obviously on tv he was brilliant a like, comedy character you know the, the cobra and you know, this, this, the segments with Beth Phoenix and Vladimir Kozlov, but outside of the ring, winning himself, how is he as a coach and as a person? Um, As a coach, hilarious. Um, The guy that you see on TV is literally him. He's a great coach. He pushed me to where I am today. Like, without him, I wouldn't be where I am. He pushed me to train in judo. He was my sensei, and he's my coach. So, he sees two different sides in me. So he's my pro wrestling coach and he's my sensei. For my sensei, he's a hard ass. Like, if he sees that I'm not doing my best, he'll push me to be my best. Same with wrestling. Like, he basically gives you advice that is knowledgeable because hmm. he been there where we want to be. So to not listen to him would be kind of dumb because he knows what he's talking about kind of thing, right? So great person. He cares about all his students. He wants the best for them. And he tries to push us as much as we can. So I can't ask for a better coach, to be honest. No, nice. I was an absolute shock, by the way, when I first heard him <laughs> in an interview after. Uh, w- yeah. I was just like, is, that, is he from Canada? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, he's not Italian. It's like, he is Italian. He is so Italian. he's actually Italian. He's a Canadian Italian. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, so but the accent's so good. I mean, it's over the top, obviously, but I mean, I loved it. I mean, like, I can happily watch one of his segments and what he called like CM Punk. Um, I think Kane's looking for him. He goes, "Oh, have you tried the Pepsi machines? Just little things like that." Just, <laughs> I think he's rapping. So, do you know the rapper Aegon? Yeah. And it's a segment, and they're all in a ring, and he does a little rap, and he's just like, "Ah, you just got served, and we're not even in a restaurant. Just little things." Just so I could be I'm all day. Life, so I could be all day talking about Santino Morella, but the <laughs> fact that he's your coach and judo coach, and you know someone you look up to, just makes me smile as a host. <laughs> you know, it's it's, yeah. it's brilliant. Uh, I want to take it back just a little bit before you became a wrestler, because I know you said um, in a previous interview that you are actually were good at soccer. Yeah, I'm going to have to address this by the way, because <laughs> saying soccer in this country is offensive. <laughs> like it's football, as we call it here. So any person that, like, if you get an American say, oh, try that soccer, the English do not like it. But, you know, it is what it is. You've got to go over it. Anyway, so as you played soccer, I just want to know what was your position first and who do you support if you still watch it or keep up to date with it? Um, so I played my whole life as a forward. So I was like, because of my, because I'm five feet and I'm fast, they always put me as a forward. So I was a forward in high school and elementary, just as that, and I always supported FCB Barcelona. Like, I love Barcelona. Oh, fair so, play, fair play. Who's your favorite Barcelona player? Leonardo Messi. Uh, I bet you're a bit gutted that he uh, went to but, France, PSG. I know, I know. But 
I don't know. I like both. I like Cristiano and I like Lionel Messi. They're just really good. I can't pick between the two. They're just so awesome. The fact that you said Ronaldo, um, for the listeners out there who have been listening from early on, know how much I love Ronaldo. I think he's the best player of all time. And I'm an Arsenal fan. So, but for me, like, just Ronaldo, just this winning mentality, just like, I don't know, someone who's big in America, Canada, like Michael Jordan, that mentality, like all or nothing, like he'll do anything to win. And just as a player, just he could do things that no one else can do. And, you know, fantastic. But he's a, uh, so I'm just waffling on now about my love for Cristiano Ronaldo. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll shut up now. Um, <laughs> back to the wrestling, um, as we, as you've just basically explained why you got into it your parents' reaction, and Santino as a coach. Who were some of your other favourite coaches? So there was Toy. Um, he was the one who actually um, showed me the Japanese strong style. So, like, before he went to Japan, I would be training with him nonstop almost every single day. Mm-hmm. As well, Anthony showed me the Japanese strong style because at Battle Arts, we're more submission-based. So we learned more grappling and submission and basically, like, martial arts kind of thing to incorporate into our wrestling. So... That's one. And honestly, I've only had like a couple coaches. So I only had Anthony and Toy so far. Um, but when I go back full time, I'm going to have more coaches because we have actually more coaches now, which is awesome. Would you like to be a coach if when you feel like you get to that level? Honestly, I always wanted if I were to go to the WWE, mm-hmm. because there's always an if and not. Um, I would honestly, if I make it and I get paid to wrestle and I get signed to a huge company, I wouldn't mind like making a wrestling school and like a wrestling gym to help others. Cause that's how I am. I like to basically help out as much as I can and spread as much knowledge. That's just me. I've got to applaud you for that. Cause you're only what, 23, like for you yeah. to have that like mentality, so mature, that, that's brilliant. Like already like looking to the future, but also, yeah. you know, looking to give back already. Like I've got to applaud you for that. And that's not me being cheesy. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, that's really cool, that is. Um, I've got to ask, because you're still training there. Yeah. When you train there, do you feel like you find people coming up to you now and they want to be given advice? Yes. So when I first started, I was the one always asking for advice, always trying to be like basically there from 3 p.m. to 12, just training, trying mm-hmm. to be the best in the locker room. So now that I noticed after four years of training, there's so many new girls. There's so, other, there's so much mm-hmm. girls that ventured out. And went to different countries and started wrestling and stuff. Um, for me, I just wanted to get a little bit be- more bet- like better and then venture out. So I'm hoping to go to Japan very soon. But there's a lot of new girls that message me and ask me for advice and basically say, hey, like, you're really good at what you do. Like, is there anything you can help me with? Any advice? So I see myself basically helping with character work and wrestling and like stuff like that, which is kind of cool because fact that from where I started to now it just shows how much I've grown as a wrestler and yeah. as a competitor which is so cool because I never thought within four years that I would have any of the experiences that I had in wrestling yeah, that's awesome that's wicked that is when with the company itself they do shows as well uh, I actually watched a match against if I mispronounce it apologize is it Nessa Love yes yeah. of awesome. okay great um where you became the Battle Arts Academy Women's Champion I want to ask you, because I saw you got a bit emotional at the end. Uh, yeah. How was it? How was the match? Or how did you think the match went? And also, how was the moment? Because I saw the pure emotion, which is nice to see in wrestling. 
The thing is for the pure emotion, um, my uncle recently died before that match. Um, so the reason why I got into wrestling was because of my uncle, but sadly he didn't get to see me wrestle. So basically I won, basically the reason why I won the title, I wanted to win the title was because of him. So when you see me look up, I was actually saying, thank you for everything that you've done without you, I wouldn't have done wrestling kind of thing. So that's where the emotion came from. And then also the emotion came from busting my ass for like almost a year and a half just to get to where I was. It was just so satisfying and refreshing that my coach actually took the time to basically give me the torch and say, here, here, like you deserve it. You work hard. Now you're in charge of like basically the women's division. So it was just like, it was so touching the fact that my coach trusted me with that only being training for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So like I said before and early in the podcast, that I would be there from 3 p.m. to 12 p.m. at night, just training, perfecting my craft, basically trying to be the best. So the fact that he gave me that title was awesome because then it made me feel like, okay, he recognizes that I'm a hard worker, which I'm still a hard worker. I never stop. Um, but the match overall was, I believe, one of my best matches. At the time, I was only wrestling, I think, for a year and a half. So I was mm-hmm. still fairly new. So the fact that we pulled out a moonsault and all that stuff was pretty cool because mm. Battle Arts, there wasn't that many matches that had, women's matches that had all that stuff. So it was pretty cool. She's got a wicked moonsault as well, your opponent. And I think you've got really good um, ankle lock. Is that because of the MMA or is that because of her angle? A mixture of both. Because I basically liked all these. So I didn't grow up watching Eddie and I didn't grow up watching Chris Benoit and um, Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. But when I was starting wrestling like actual pro wrestling i started looking into the ruthless aggression era and then i started looking at eddie guerrero's matches and chris benoit's and kurt angles and just their submission based and just their wrestling ability like was different compared to like the newer stuff Mm. which is still good but it intrigued me and i was like okay that's what i want to do i want to be a submission based artist because there's not a lot of women that are just submission-based and technical wrestling. You have the high flyers, but you don't have the submission and technical base. I think other than Shayna Baszler or maybe... Oscar, Oscar. probably, yeah. So I was like, okay, that's what's going to make me different. So I started doing my research and just watching Eddie's matches and Chris Benoit's and Kurt Angle's. And I was just like, okay, I just want to try out that. And I started doing MMA and judo and all that stuff, which helped. And then I just incorporated into my moveset. And I don't know if you watched another one, but I have one where I jump into a, a sleeper hole. So I wanted to incorporate that because I just feel like it's more interesting for me and I enjoy it. So that's why I wanted to incorporate it. Oh, nice. I mean, you can't ask for like three better wrestlers. I mean, Eddie Guerrero is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I actually got to meet him um, at a signing about four or five months before he died. I mean, I was only a fan, I'm not saying I was best mates with him, but to have to get, be able to brag about it, you know, I think I posted the photo. I think at that time I was like six. <sighs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> wow. I, think I was old enough. I don't even think I was old enough. As like... Russo said, you are actually a baby. I mean, I'm not going to show my <laughs> age, but fucking hell, 23. <laughs> Mind you, I don't know what Chris Benoit did, but his wrestling ability. It, yeah, it was... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, no one's people I can still watch his matches, but when it comes to him as a person, different story. Not going to discuss in here, but as his matches, phenomenal. And Kurt Angle was like, oh, I'm sorry if I got to see him like Kurt Angle before he retired. So, so, so good. So good. Um, have you tr- have you wrestled outside of Canada, by the way? 
No. So I actually, before the pandemic, I was planning to basically travel and basically save up and go to Europe, go to the UK, go to, and go to the States and wrestle. Um, but then COVID had different plans and yeah. we decided to take almost three years <laughs> to figure it shit out. So <laughs> basically just saving up and hopefully by the new year, 2022, I should be able to go to Japan and UK and Germany and all just travel the world, Mexico. I just want to make Amy Crimson known around the world. That's the goal. Oh, nice. It's going to happen. I mean, it's only three for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still early days. Like, And the fact yeah. that you've been training for like, and wrestling for like four years already, it's like, yeah. fuck's sake. I mean, I'm too late to get into it. I mean, DDP was 35 about that. So there's, there's chance for yours truly. Uh, well, technically, we have guys that are 40 who's training. So I Really? Mean, yeah. Oh, nice. I think wrestling's kind of changed in a way. Like, if you watch, like, WWE now and you see the roster, so many of the talent, not saying in the bad way, are over 40, but they're, like, yeah. they're, they just, they are still unreal in the ring. Like, AJ Styles is, like, 44 or something ridiculous yeah. like that. The only thing, with a woman, your time frame is, is short. So oh, by, really? the time, by the time I reach 30, it's like, am I going to be really useful? <laughs> That's I can't say I can relate, sorry. <laughs> Um, <laughs> cool, but no, that'll be good to, when you, if you get to tour next year. I mean, obviously, UK, we love our wrestling, but we love chanting as well. We don't shut up a lot, as you can tell by me as well. Um, how was it tagging with Alison K, by the way? Oh my gosh, I felt like I was gonna shit my pants, like it was so scary. <laughs> like, I was okay, so take this in. So, I was only 21 at the time, yeah, I was the youngest in the locker room with everyone. I was the youngest, I was the greenest. And I was only, I think, wrestling for not even a year and a half at that point. So I was thrown into a main event. And they asked me, what do you do? And I'm like, I wrestle. <laughs> and they started laughing. And I was quiet. And I was scared. And then they thought that I was going to be, like, shy and quiet. And, like, I felt like they were scared at the beginning. But then there was a kid that was in the crowd. And he just started jawjacking with me. I was like, thank God for that kid. Because he brought up the confidence in me. And I was just, like basically like screaming at him, yelling at him, like making fun. The crowd was like loving it and everything. And then I ended up going in the back after the match and they were like, oh, you did great kid. Like you got potential, like you're going to go places. And like after that, like even though I was scared because I didn't know what to expect, it ended up gaining, like I ended up gaining confidence after because then I was like, you know what? I made a vented with like all these big names. Nothing could stop me now. And like, it was just so, it was a, overall humbling experience and they gave me so much knowledge that i'm going to take like for the rest of my life like with my career so honestly it was a great opportunity and i think not a lot of people have that opportunity when they've only been wrestling for a year and a half so mm. pretty cool being that spotlight as well i mean with like someone that is i mean that's that's been around the world experience has been on impact and um he's quite well known so to have the opportunity and to get the thumbs up backstage and the approval. And fun fact, the whole backstage, they were like actually like congratulating me because they're like, you did good, kid. You did good, kid. And I was like, thank God, because that was my first indie match. Really? Fucking like, okay, no. That was my first indie match. So the fact that that was my first indie match and I got to wrestle in a main event with all these big names, truly blessed. Like, I don't think anyone else had that opportunity. So it's pretty cool to like think back that I had all these like opportunities at a very short time span. 
pretty cool. I love it. I mean, the fact that we we had discussed this already with the, the pandemic, kind of get, having a pause in your career. I mean, during the pandemic, I mean, how frustrating was it for you to be a pro wrestler? You want me to be the truth or do you want me to lie? Um, uh, let's was, go for the truth. It was terrible. Like, I basically went from being busy and, like, having to work out six days a week to, like, basically figuring out, okay, how am I going to incorporate my gym workouts at home with no equipment? So at first it was like, okay, like, this is going to be challenging. Mm -hmm. But then I thought about it and I was like, okay, I could take this time to build my brand and possibly go on all these podcasts and basically like venture out and like hopefully make a name for myself. And then I ended up like after like the pandemic, I think after a year, I ended up going on Vince Russo's podcast, the Lucha Libre online podcast. And then I was just like, I went on so many podcasts and then my name started to get bigger and bigger and I was like wait I haven't wrestled in like a year or so but people are starting to know who I am yeah. because I basically ventured out and I started building my brand and working on my character work and stuff and like working on my gear and like when I come back to wrestle I have all everything planned I have new entrance music everything so like I'm ready but my goal was to be better than what I was before so whatever I was before I want to be 10 times better so that was the goal so I ended up getting into fitness I ended up getting my certification for PT and nutritionist and then I ended up working at an F45 so now I do hit training and functional training which incorporates with wrestling which helps and now I'm in like the best shape I've ever been I'm in better shape than when I was in wrestling and I'm ready to come back so and be better than ever I like that you've found some positives during sort of these dark times and the fact that you've you know found a new skill and developed a qualification, um, which I absolutely expect. I mean, I just sat my ass and binge watched like the TV show Suits and other things. Like, <laughs> well, can I be honest with you? I basically like the pandemic. I feel was a time to basically separate from people that were serious and who it wasn't that serious. And I didn't yeah. want to be that person that when I come back, I got to basically restart everything because when I started wrestling, I wasn't athletic. I wasn't in shape. I was basically just your average girl and then as the years went by when I was training I was basically working out getting in good shape and mind you when I've started before the pandemic to now I could see that I wasn't working as hard as I thought I was mm -hmm. compared to now. because now I have a reason to get back in the ring to be in the best shape back then I was like oh I, I work out six hours a day I can eat whatever I want now I can't do that <laughs> because if I do, I don't want to go back and work out just as like even harder than I was just to maintain. So now I'm like, my mindset's just like, okay, work, 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 work hard, get in shape. It's proper motivated, strict, you know, yeah. what, what you watch, what you eat. So I, I'm not, I'm not going to say like I'm proper, like it's fitness, but I completely <laughs> understand, especially like a wrestler, you know, it's, it's so athletic. Like I've, I've done training once and I, I, I understand the demand has on your body so you've got to keep yourself in tip-top shape to be fair but no, I like that like you found positives and you're keeping up with it so when was the last match you did have so my last match was I believe two years ago so it was in March of 2020 so we're going oh. 2022 and at the time I was considered the vet and Scarlett Delgado it's on YouTube if anyone wants to check it out um it was the first match that I was considered a vet and I 
my coach literally after was like, that was the best match that I ever had. And basically said that was the best match of the night. So the fact that from my first match to there, mind you, I'm probably going to be more athletic when I come back and have better mm-hmm. match. But looking back on it, the match that I had, I wouldn't like I don't regret anything. Like there was a few things that I could have fixed. Well, I'm always going to be my worst critic. But at the same time, for the first match that I had compared to that one, I improved so much. And I believe it was right after the Revolution match, the main event. So I had so much confidence going into that match because I was considered the vet. So everyone was looking up to me to basically prove myself why I belong in the ring. So it was it was a good match and I wouldn't regret. And I would say if you guys want to watch it, it's one of my best matches. So. No, I'll definitely check it out. I'll, I will put all your details in the description and I will ask at the end of the interview, which you're probably hoping is soon. Um, I'm joking. <laughs> that's cool, that's cool. Um, just a few more questions and I will actually let you enjoy it. Is it evening for you, afternoon? Six, seven, isn't oh, it? It's like almost seven, so. It's not like too bad. Yeah, okay. It's come up to like half eleven in here, but it's not, um, I don't sleep till late anyway. Um, because you've mentioned a few of your goals, you mentioned about wanting to go to WWE, uh, travel the world. So I'd like to ask uh, instead, who have you got your eyes on at the moment in the wrestling world that you would love to wrestle against? I feel like I want to wrestle everyone, but at the same time, <laughs> same- my number one match I would love to wrestle her is Asuka. Because her wrestling style is kind of like the same as my wrestling style. Mm-hmm. And he was trained by Toy. And I was only able to train with Toy for a little bit. But I learned like a good amount. So I feel like we would have the same wrestling style. We were taught in the same kind of style. So I feel like that would be a bomb-ass match. And I feel like we'd be just doing submissions all day. All day, every day. And it would like never end, doesn't it? be like reversals yeah. for everyone. Like it's been trained by sort of by the same coach have you have you um reached out to her by any chance just to say you know hi just i'm, I'm a big fan of yours i'm a pro wrestler <laughs> reckon she gets it all the time i feel like she gets messages like every single day and then i don't want to be the one be like oh my god this person like that screenshots it psycho <laughs> I, I, think I, actually, I actually tweeted out that i'd hate to be a female wrestler's inbox on social media fucking hell I should I should take a picture and just post it. I should send you what how many weird messages I get. What well, on a day, what a weekly basis? Fucking hell. Yeah, sometimes I get asked, "Oh, can I buy your wrestling gear?" Or, "Hey, can I get suplex? I'll pay you to suplex me." And I'm just like, "Or I'll pay you to put me in a headlock." And I'm just like, <laughs> "With that awkward pause, I was like, I bet you're like, how much?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's all right that's probably, that's probably one of your that's probably another message you got like a request <sighs> jesus christ honestly this is this is why yeah. like we, I, oh. in this industry you get some weird comments like i like i don't know if you notice on my social media sometimes i'll post some pictures and they'll be like oh you're my wrestling crush or oh can you suplex me with the heart faces and i'm just like Hell. no no <laughs> No, no, thank you. It's just crazy. I don't think it really is. Everyone can see this. Like, and it's not even like it's a fake account. It's an account that's been there for like 10 years. It's just like, oh my God. But I have to admit, my coach did warn me. He said, you're going to have to experience some weird people. And I thought he was joking. 
and like basically like kidding. He wasn't kidding. It's annoying because social media is very important, especially for a wrestler, even the podcast. But it's yeah. just like, oh, fuck's sake, dick pic. No, it's two pics. There's times where I just like, should I just make my account private? Like, I wouldn't blame but then you. I, I can't because it's going to happen regardless. It doesn't matter. They will break through the privacy. There is no, no filter for them. <laughs> another account. Another account. Just honestly, I, like, I'm, I mean, look, I, I'm a guy. I, I have my own podcast. I'm a wrestling fan. But I, I see it myself in the comments. I'm just like, you're actually disgusting. Like, you make me ashamed to be a man. <laughs> oh, don't get it started in a bikini pic. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, well, I, I, I feel like, because I've got your lips going and we follow each other. I was just like, I, I, I dread to see the comments you've got on there. Just any woman. <laughs> I just delete them. I'm just like, I, I got family on here. They can't see this shit. <laughs> so this is what you want to do for the rest of your life. <laughs> you, <laughs> you chose this over college. <laughs> I hope it's worth it. Um, sorry, we have a podcast as well. Sorry. <clears throat> sorry. But yeah, no, I, um, to sum it up, I would hate to be a, a woman wrestler's inbox and social media account dreadful dreadful stuff um you had to describe yourself in three words what would you pick hmm, three words confident sassy and awesome i like it i like it nice it's become a question i like to ask my guests and yet, surprisingly it seems to be a good question you get different answers and sometimes yeah. some not so good answers but you never know <laughs> so i asked about oscar being the wrestler you'd like to wrestle right now in wrestling if you had a time machine and can pick a wrestler from the past who would you pick see i know a lot of people like a lot of women wrestlers say trish or lita mm -hmm. but honestly like i love them like they are my inspiration but i would have to say victoria if i would go back i would want to face victoria because she was honestly watching back because she was wrestling when i was a kid right mm -hmm. so me watching it, like, I just feel like she was so athletic at the time, and she wasn't recognized as much as she should have been. Like, I think, like, she was so athletic. She had, like, a bomb-ass finisher. She had, like, the Black Widow. So, like, she was, like, one of my inspirations onto why, like, I wanted to do this. I looked at her Black Widow. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. Like, I want to awesome do move. that. Cool. Like, I don't mind taking that move. Awful <laughs> Victoria was great. Isn't it crazy? Like, Nicki Minaj did her theme song. Yeah, I think so. It's like, I am the lady of the mess. <laughs> so I hate the fact I know that. <laughs> it's a, And she had a bomb-ass theme song. So she was like my inspiration as a kid. So I'm like, oh, I want to be like her. Like, I like it. Normally, I think you have summed up. Normally you get like China or Trish or maybe later. But Victoria is, I think she's one of the unsung heroes, especially of the Ruthless Aggression era. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to work in TNA as well. I thought she was good there. Tarantula and just the psycho look she had. She was good. Yeah. She was uh, pretty good one to have so one of the last questions i'll have for you today um because i think it caught gets a bit of backlash but if it's done mm -hmm. right because i know you've done it yourself intergender wrestling honestly i don't mind because i've done so many intergender matches like mm -hmm. I, was in, I was the only girl in the in our battle rumble i was literally i faced um injunction i faced i think stan smith um triple s and i don't mind i feel like it's it's fun because like as a girl like you face girls and it's fun and it's awesome but like 
for me, I feel like I can just bring out like my lucha style and like I can just have fun with it. So I mean, like, there's gonna be backlash on it. I know some people don't mm. like it. They think, oh, you should, you're a woman, you should just wrestle. It's not realistic. <laughs> like you see that. Like. I learn more. Like I find that I learn more because they're willing not to basically just because when you face a guy, they don't care. They'll, they'll literally body slam you and they'll be like, "Get up, pussy!" And then like I'll be like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> but then with guys. <laughs> yeah, they're like you're one of the bros. Get up. And then. But, and then when girls, they'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, they're, like, gentle with it. And, like, I don't know. I feel like I learn more when I'm facing with the guys. It's just, I don't know. It just comes natural, I guess, because, like, they're not afraid to basically punch me in the face if I need to or basically. <laughs> so I this just conversation, like- by the way, is only in wrestling. If we had this conversation, right, and there was <laughs> someone who never just didn't have a clue about wrestling and we just literally snip at this bit, they think we're very, very fucked up. <laughs> there's you like yeah one of the guys it's like they punch you and i love it and i'm just me laughing and but it's literally only in wrestling this works it really yeah. does i think I, I like it in wrestling sometimes um if it's done well me because i've always like i've always been the tom boy of like the girls mm-hmm. so like i've always like been chilling with the guys like I've always been like I fit in more with the guys than I would with the girls kind of thing and that's where my character comes from because I don't like to be girl as you could tell I wear a hat and I'm not as girly girl and flashy and all that stuff so to have an intergender match I feel like it's cool because then I can showcase my character more compared Mm. to because then I can be like a badass chick like beating up a guy and like girls can be like oh like that's cool. Like I want to be like her. I want to beat up some guy one day. Like, I so. love it. I, I mean, not to be the guy they want to be up one day, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same with Crimson. Don't get twisted. I could guy. put, I could put any guy in a Michinoku driver just like that <laughs> on command. Do you know what? If, I, I, do you know what? I don't think you should go to the UK anytime soon. <laughs> but you just stay in Canada. But... <laughs> No, that's, 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 that is awesome. I have heard before, like, um, being with the same, that they actually prefer training with guys, yet alone being in the match with them. Um, actually, I think pretty much what you said looks like it, it may be tougher, but they find it more of a challenge, which is better for them. Yeah. Um, but no, that's, that is awesome, awesome. I'm going to wrap this interview up because it's actually been a laugh. I've really enjoyed it. What is next? Well, I think what I want to ask is, when is your return to wrestling? Um, hopefully in the new year. So hopefully by 2022 in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, I'm still going to bust my ass just to get back. Um, honestly, I just hope to get signed within the five years, like in the next five years, hopefully I can get signed to a major company and get paid to wrestle. So that's the major goal. To be honest. Vince, Tony, hope you're listening out there. Scott Demore, you know, lads. Oh, I mean, hopefully they listen to this podcast. I mean, <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't? Like, we're hilarious. I, I know, right? Like, just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll take a contract as well if you if you guys are offering it as well. You know, if you need like an announcer that's, that trips over his words and has a British accent, I'm your guy. Like, nah, that's that's awesome. Just, just hire me because I'm Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all about. Sorry, that was terrible. Oh, that was terrible. I'll cut the interview now. No, it's cool. Um, where can fans find you on social media? 
Um, so I'm very basic, as you could tell. Um, all my social media has the same name. It's Amy Crimson XOXO. Um, you guys can catch my matches on YouTube. All you got to do is search up Amy Crimson. I think I'm the only Amy Crimson ever to exist. So it should pop up pretty easy. Um, as well, I have Facebook, if anyone still uses it. It's kind of like the MSN of... MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> my space social media i also have a twitter which is amy crimson xoxo and i have a tiktok so if you guys want to see my goofy side i have a tiktok so it's amy crimson xoxo i'm definitely gonna be showing my age i do not have a tiktok account i've got twitter well, actually how we communicate um yeah i'm young i gotta be on there i'll be down with the kids like word life is that what they're saying still no no. What's, what's, what's Toronto slang? What's the sign off for t in Toronto? Like, if I'm going to say bye or peace, what do you guys Deuce. say in Toronto? What do you say? Deuce. Deuces. 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 Oh, like Chris Brown. Like, Deuces. Yeah. It doesn't work, does it, in British slang? Like, no, 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 no. I say peace a lot, but yeah, just, I'm yeah. trying to be cool, but I'm just like a fucking nerd. Um, thank you for coming on, Amy. It's been a really good episode. Generally smiling, as you can tell right now. Um, for everyone that has listened to this episode, there's going to be more episodes of What You Call It podcast coming out next week. I do have former Ring of Honor TV champion Shane Taylor uh, popping in for a conversation, which should be good. But for now, I hope everyone has a cracking weekend and listen to Victoria's theme song. Don't know why I just ended like that. Take care. Peace. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com.